Severed Angel, the deluxe edition of the self-titled debut album, available now. Pick up your copy today over at SeveredAngel.com. Available on all streaming media platforms. Severed Angel, get ready to ride the dogs of war. That James sent me. Hey, go ahead. Share the screen. I'm going to share this one. Wait a second. Can we hear the audio? Can you hear the audio? I can't. can't. I can hear it. It sounded muffled. All right. Let me fix it then. Bear with me, people. There we go. Share sound. Why didn't you test this out before we went live? I forgot to hit the button. Don't worry about it. Space locked in there. And that took care of the action. I came here for purpose. I want to know where Judge Jerry Lawler is. I came here to confront him today. Where is Lawler? Lawler is in Florida. He had other commitments. You are a liar. I, you are a liar. I came here for a purpose. I came here to go ahead and not show before 10,000 people that Lawler is nothing. I wanted to show it before 10 million people. You are a liar. I'm not, Terry. Why don't we talk about I want to show the people here. Lawler is the meanest man in professional wrestling. I am the meanest man in professional wrestling. I'm going to show you. I'll show you. Who, who can I wrestle? Who can we don't have anybody here to wrestle Lawler. No, no, don't. We don't have. Hey, come on, Terry. Right here. Now, ju- no, don't. Now, listen. Don't get involved in this thing. Terry Funk. Oh, boy. Terry Funk. Out of nowhere. Comes in to the area. Jimmy Hart tells the Night Bears to get out of there. And let him have it. Referee Paul. That's going to be a disqualification in here. He's kicked out on the floor. It's Funk. Come on now, Terry. Get out of there. Rich Winter tied up and he's slammed down. It's Funk. He's got no business out here. He's got his beef. He can settle some other time. He doesn't even have any business being here. Winter puts back down. Former NWA World Heavyweight Champion. Dumped over, slammed into the camera. Now he pounded on the earth. Oh, <laughs> it sounds like Terry's squealing like a pig. <laughs> Funk speech with Lawler has nothing to do with a young fella like Tim Leonard up there. Lance Russell was the calmest wrestling announcer ever. Come on, Terry. I just hey. Okay. Terry, can we 
just take it on out and we'll talk about it later. Lawler is out. not here. Now, I can't say it any plainer than that. Where's He's in Florida. I'm going to tell you something. Let me tell you one thing. I am the meanest man in professional wrestling. And you're on Lawler's side. I just don't the, want to disrupt you. The referee's on Lawler's side. You idiots are on Lawler's side. And evidently, the airplane people are on Lawler's side because they informed him that I was coming here. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I am going to take Lawler. They don't make them like this anymore. No. Okay, okay. That was a real chair, too. I'm going to take him out. I'm going to take him out. I'm going to take him out. Not for a short I wish I had caught all of it. It looks like he has a scrambled egg over his eye. <laughs> it does. Where's the bacon? Because I, I see nothing but ham. And believe me, I am going to be the biggest that around. Okay, we'll talk to uh, talk to you about it later. Terry Funk, please, yeah. yeah. Move him out now. I'll tell you what we better do. Uh, let's take a break, and, and we'll be back. And cue, right there. and cue the intro. Probably going to get uh, demonetized now after playing that song. Possibly. I think, uh, who did they take that from? Cool and the Gang? The Commodores? I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But that was uh, classic Memphis wrestling. That was definitely classic. Uh, I don't even know what the hell was going on there, but... Uh, Obviously, apparently he was looking for uh, Jerry the King Waller or something, right? Yeah, uh, this is actually the follow-up to uh, um, a match that they had, where apparently the uh, you know uh, they did the eye gimmick, and uh, you know I I'm not sure if this was before or after their empty arena match. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. That's probably way before that. Yeah, I would imagine. Possibly. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, we saw earlier today that Terry Funk. Uh, one of my favorite wrestlers. He had passed away today, so yes. uh, that's why I played that intro there. Uh, I, I I didn't have a video ready to go. James sent that earlier in, the, in our message, so I thought maybe that was going to be a really cool video. It was pretty cool, but uh, I wanted something a little bit more Terry Funk that I remember. But uh, still cool to see something that old because I never saw that before. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So, Rest in peace, Terry Funk. Seventy nine years old, former NWA World Heavyweight Champ, former ECW World Heavyweight Champ uh many regional uh championships won in the different territories that he grew up he was one of my dad's three favorite wrestlers him bruno and uh dusty really yes interesting my my parents always hated wrestling but uh 
you know what when i used to watch like earlier videos of him uh and when he was with his brother a lot i i, I just i never saw oh there goes greg greg's gonna have terrible uh internet connection tonight his, his heat uh where he is right now is is terrible yes bear and, with uh, us so bear with him uh but me and me and lou should still be here um no i'm here okay <laughs> we're good stop it wayne <laughs> you did it uh so but uh, you know seeing terry funk like earlier on with his brother and stuff like that I, I just didn't see what he ended up becoming you know like when i finally got to see like the 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 death matches with uh cactus jack and then when he was in ecw and he's doing fucking moonsaults at like what, what 60 years old or something he was like that 53 when 53. he I, my father and i watched him do a moonsault on uh barely legal the first yeah. ever ecw pay-per-view and my father and my brothers and I are like, did he just do a moonsault at his age? <laughs> over was, Sandman wearing the garbage man. can over his yeah. the top of his body. It was insane, man. And just, uh, you know, I, I, I never saw, excuse me, I never saw him, you know, becoming what he became like that early on. And then it, he, he was just like, uh, it was awesome like back in the day, but like, like that ECW stuff, like I, I always remember that. And uh, I, it just it made me a really, really huge fan of him. And I was always uh, pissed off because, you know, he went to WWE and they put a sock over his face and they made him hold up the chainsaw, the chainsaw uh, Charlie gimmick thing. That oh, yeah. Did. You're talking about in the 90s, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that kind of pissed me off because, you know, I, I wanted to see him there because uh, ECW was kind of like fading away at, almost at that point. So, you know, when it was cool that they brought him in, but and everybody knew because I actually I was at that show. I was at that. Uh, that was at MSG. When uh, him and uh, Cactus Jack came out of the uh, that box or whatever, and you could tell who it was, you know, you could just by the way he's walking, you know, and and, and the sounds and stuff that he and, that he was making. But uh, it was just so cool to see him there, you know, doing. Yeah, that. You can't hide Chainsaw Charlie's scream. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just a shame that uh, you know he passed away. You know, an older guy is you know how old was he? Do you, do you know, he was seventy nine. Seventy nine. Okay. But yeah, he's you know he put his body through a lot. You know, wrestling those those guys put uh, their bodies through a lot of shit. You know, and a lot of people, yeah, the outcomes are fake. The matches are you know predetermined and stuff like that. But well, the inaction's not fake. I mean, that, you yeah, know, that's that what I meant. But the the outcomes, the 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 matches right, it's a, are it's, made it's predetermined entertainment. Yes, thank you. I'm, I'm trying I'm trying to put this in in uh, you know not that I'm like uh, putting it down. But yeah, the predetermined. Yeah, don't be and, a Mark uh, Madden. No, but uh, you know the, the things that they do in that ring are real. You know they, they do get hurt. We have a friend, uh, Eric Adams. He's a wrestler and he's gotten hurt. You know he he's he's been wrestling for how long now? He's fifteen Since the years. Nineties. Yeah, yeah. So. He's he's had concussions. You know he's he's had scars. You know um, what the, what they do for the believability factor is very real. I mean, yeah. you know Roddy Piper had a, a steel hip implant. Uh, you know, he had a broken wrist, um, you know, Terry Funk, uh, you know what? Not even Terry Funk, Sabu, that mm. scar across his chest. He got that in oh, Japan. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but to, uh, to kind of piggyback on what you were saying before about, you know, what he would have become, um, let's not forget that in the seventies, you know, when wrestling was all territorial, mm. meaning that there was no national company there was no wwe at the time there was capital sports or worldwide wrestling federation mm -hmm. and at the time i think that they were 
an NWA subsidiary the way the rest of them were. I mean, you had some outlaw promotions that had nothing to do with the NWA, but, you know, I think Memphis did and Florida did and Georgia did and New York did. So in, so, so Terry Funk would go from territory to territory, whether it be Texas or um, Detroit or um, Florida or Georgia, and he'd wrestle the Sheik, he'd wrestle Abdullah the Butcher, you know, he, he'd wrestle in Japan. You know, he had some bloody matches in Japan. So, you know, a, a blading was part of how to keep kayfabe alive, in, especially in the 70s, when the whole point was trying to sell off the illusion that it was real. Um, but, you know, Sheik would use uh, pencils in yeah. his match. Abdullah had his fork. I mean, really, how the hell Abdullah's still alive, but Terry Funk isn't? It's crazy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, the whole reason why FMW started was I think it was Terry's time in Memphis when Onita came, um, Atsushi Onita, former FMW founder, you know, he did that, uh, what was it, that open concession match? I think where, you know, they were just using every weapon in the concession stand. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, Th that kind of sowed the seeds for what would happen in Japan with, you know, IWA Japan's King of the Death match and all of Onita's barbed wire and fire matches. So Terry was very instrumental in uh, what would become. But the crazy thing is, I didn't think he'd do him yeah. in the 90s at his yeah. age. Right. You know, yeah. like... It, it, it's, it's always hard to see somebody you, 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 you care about bleeding because, right. you know, you, you cared about Terry, Terry Funk, uh, you know, when, when, when he was a face, you know, and, and he was so soft spoken and he talked like this and it was just like, Oh, he's a lovable old guy. You just want to give a hug. Right. And then when you go into heel mode where he'd be crazy, you know, it's like, I'm not surprised he's bleeding in his matches. <laughs> um, and, and Terry Funk, he he did and said some crazy stuff. Like I remember, oh, I, I think I read one where, he, and forgive me for anyone out there who's Polish, but uh, you know, uh, one of the uh, one of the things he said was, "I know you're Polish, so I'm gonna say this slow so you understand <laughs> me better." And I'm just like, oh, shit. Like, I, <laughs> what they got away with back then is insane. Yeah. Right. You know, but, but Terry played up the heel role with, with, with without using cheap heat, you know, yeah. I don't think he ever used cheap heat. Right. And when he was a face, you couldn't help but get behind him. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I, like like you said, watching him bleed in the middle of the ring with all the like the barbed wire stuff that he did and everything, and it's like all wrapped around him. I remember a lot of matches like that, and I'm just like, oh my god, man, this guy's insane. But he very entertaining wrestler. He was just awesome, and it was I I have a bunch of his figures too, um, some of the WWF and the ECW stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I you know I, if I, the figures I collected and just uh, he was just a, a great wrestler to watch you know he's always very entertaining and I always enjoyed any match that I watched to him and um, yeah so it's you know a lot of good memories uh, watching him wrestle
Yeah, I'm so glad that ECW, um, you know, he took a chance on them because he saw that there were a bunch of uh, uh, young guys in mm. the uh, in the company that he wanted to help put over, you know, and like at, at his age to purposely want to put guys over, you know, I think that says more about him than yeah. it says about some of the other quote unquote living legends that I, I'm not going to mention them and uh, try to draw them any cheap heat. Hulk Hogan. I don't want to mention any of the wrestlers and try to make them look bad. Ric Flair. Uh, I don't want to, you know, uh, sorry, I'm pulling a new Jack right now. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's great. Oh, Greg's messaging me here. Uh, oh, he keeps losing signal. So unfortunately, uh, yeah, he's he's just annoyed. The last uh, few weeks, Greg's uh, internet has been really crappy. So, uh, I blame uh, uh, I blame Jesse Ventura, former governor of Minnesota, because that's where uh, Greg's coming from. <laughs> Don't tell me your internet doesn't work, Greg Noggle. <laughs> I actually like Jesse. Jesse's uh, pretty cool. he's he's nuts. Show. He is like, nuts, but he's he's interesting. He's fun. I mean, it's funny because Terry Funk in his interviews when he, when he's, you know, not playing up the role, you know, comes off as very soft spoken yeah. when Je- when Jesse Ventura is getting interviewed, you know, it's like one conspiracy after the other. I tried watching that Theo <laughs> Vaughn um, interview with him. And I don't think Theo got one word in edgewise. You know, it's funny, though. Uh, I was listening to him do an interview. He really didn't believe in a lot of those conspiracy theories. He was just doing the show. They wanted him to do it. Are you serious? Yeah. You're saying Jesse Ventura pulled the work on us? Yeah. Well, I can't trust any man who thinks Bernie Sanders would be a great choice, but I digress. <laughs> Anyways. But it confused me too because then his son started doing it. So I don't know if he's like not telling the truth both ways. I, I don't know. Who knows? It's all a work with these guys. It we is. know. Remember, first they were, okay, yeah, granted, yeah, he was a Navy SEAL, okay, but remember, he was a wrestler, okay? And this is the guy that Vince McMahon <laughs> You know, said what he when he asked what do you want me to do in the mic, and Vince's words were bury them. You know that that's what he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, here's one more uh, Terry Funk video. Let me try to get this going here. All right, and then, and then I have a Terry Funk story afterwards. Yeah, one more Terry Funk story. All right. Let me. All right, this was uh, Terry Funk and ECW. Uh, come on, share this damn thing, will you? All right. I don't know if this is funny or not. I just found it. This is funny. This is funny. Uh... Welcome to ECW. My name is Paulie Dangerously, and in case you haven't been following what's going on here, let me just bring you up to date here at 6 o'clock Eastern Time, right here tonight in Philadelphia on Sports Channel. You see, in the past few weeks, Arn Anderson has interjected himself into the business of Bobby Eaton and Sabu with me, Paulie Dangerously, and then Terry Funk has come out here and offered all of his services. He offered his knee, he offered his shoulders, offered his neck, offered his head to Bobby Eaton, and the thing is, I just want to let everybody know out there right now that we're going to call Terry Funk at the Double Cross Ranch right now and arrange a date for Terry Funk's daughter with Bobby Eaton, because we all kind of know how ugly his daughters are and they kind of look just like the old man and they probably talk like this and bobby let me tell you one damn thing listen here dog breath don't you ever make a snide remark about either one of my daughters okay. do you understand me okay. or not okay i'm just kidding do you understand me or not i'm just, I'm just kidding do you understand yes, me or not i'm, I'm not just crapping kidding. around with you you mention my damn daughters in the same breath you leave them out of this i will, I will. my family has nothing to do this okay you understand me? Yes sir. yes, sir. Yes, sir. You damn sure better. You made your point. Okay. It's amazing. <laughs> that guy. That Zoo. That Zubaz hat was amazing. 
that guy doing an interview is about five times the size now <laughs> that he wasn't ever. around <laughs> oh and, and probably actually getting paychecks that don't bounce but mm. you know we digress <laughs> amazing uh, and james you, you is on the bouncing. show yes hey sorry about that guys i was just finishing up the other one that i was doing and having a uh, having a ball doing that and i'm glad i get to at least get to jump in for at least some ter- funker uh stuff and yes james is the rick rude of outside review catch him in three places in one night <laughs> hey you know what it doesn't matter i'm here to gimmick everything if i got if i gotta <laughs> what was your story lou so um i um and, and by the way i i really gotta give paulie for taking the slap i mean that that sounded like ham slapping the the the, the window uh the the way uh terry just laid it out and he saw he missed the first time but connected the second time Uh that was amazing so um here's an interesting story from uh that tommy dreamer uh stated in regards to how far he was willing to go to put ecw over so all right so i'm quoting uh directly from an interview right now with dreamer in our politically correct world that we live in, you're no, you're talking to someone who actually wanted to get shot for real in ECW because I was hardcore. I could take a bullet. I wanted to hire a sniper and get shot, grazed this way in the sh- in the shoulder. Me and Paul Heyman were arguing about it for a long, long time, and this was during the whole Todd Gordon WCW mole story, which was a work as Todd Gordon recently expressed on Francine's Eyes Up Here podcast. Shout out to Francine. Um, And I wanted to come back. We would have gotten national news if Tommy Dreamer got shot. This was before the whole internet. We were going to hire a sniper. Can you say mass transit, anyone? Uh, So anyway, me and Paul are going back and forth, and he's like, what if a bullet hits a fan? What if it shoots through your shoulder and goes somewhere else? Again, not caring that I want to get shot, how many concussions have you had, Tommy? <laughs> but caring about if we hurt or injure possibly or possibly shoot or kill a fan. And the voice of reason for this insane argument, and this seriously, this really did happen, was Terry Funk. He was like, I'm going to see if I can do this my best Terry impersonation. It'll never work. It'll never work. And Paul was like, thank you. Thank you. And Terry goes, when my father got shot in Amarillo, the house went down. And I was like, what? Because I was a guy who always wanted to do something first. His father got shot on television with a 22. And then they came back in a Texas death match. He goes, if you don't come back and kill the guy that shot you, the fans don't believe in it. So that's why we never did it. <laughs> Think of that crazy mentality, wrestling fans. I'm hardcore. I wanted to get shot. Thank you, Terry Funk, from saving Tommy Dreamer from doing something absolutely stupid. Yeah. Well, you know, especially he wasn't in, in, in Kentucky where they were actually were shooting at the wrestlers at that time. Because, you know, mm-hmm. if you ever watched it with the uh, um, uh, Tennessee stud, Ron Fuller talked about it. Uh, one time Ron Wright got somebody so worked up, a guy in Kentucky literally took out his revolver and started shooting at the ring. And the Fuller goes to the sheriff there. Go, hey, are you gonna do anything about it? He goes, 
Nah, if he wanted to hit him, he would. <laughs> Lord. So. And Terry Funk was the one that warned all the ECW guys. He said, listen, uh, if you get so much heat with the fans and if like you feel them touching your back, make sure that when you get to your car, when you get to the back, check to see if you got stabbed. Because like some of these fans were nuts. Yeah, that's God. I, I, I listen to Jim Cornette's podcast all the time and hearing him tell the stories about when people used to follow him and stuff like that. And he used to carry a gun with him. Homa, Homa, Louisiana. Oh my God, man. It's like, it's just, it's, you know, they, these people took it so like real, like, like it was real to them. It was, it's amazing. No, well, I mean, it, it, a, a lot, uh, you know, that's the one thing I hated about the death of kayfabe was that that ran away, you know? I mean, say, say what you want nowadays and everything, but I think that I think the wrestling business and everything was a lot more fun when everyone thought it was. Of real. course, of course. I mean, I'll just never forget as a kid going to my first ECW match and uh, seeing um, seeing RVD, Bobby Duncan Jr., and Little Guido all pulling a car together, and like all the fans started, you know. RVD had the worst heat out of all of them because you know they were still yelling the you sold out at him because you know he was sided with uh, Lawler and the whole WWF thing. Yeah. Um, but you know, just to see the three of them come out of the car, and I, I remember you know Guido mouthing off the fucking Bobby Duncan Jr. He's like, God, I wish we were getting some of this heat, but RVD was really getting the heat. <laughs> See, I, I wish I would have been. A, I wish I was. I could have seen more ECW back when it was actually like you know, nope. like popular <laughs> and hot. Although only because like, see, like hardcore TV was so hard to see when they've actually got on Spike was the only time I actually got to watch them. Oh wow! So like, like devoted watching. Like you know, I'd see hardcore TV every once in a while, mm. but it wasn't like a lot. So I got to see Candido and Dreamer a little bit, but nothing like. Like I could have, you know, like I remember when when uh, Don Marie came out as Tommy Lynn bitch instead of, you know, making fun of Sonny. Mm. So I remember when that all happened on hardcore TV. But that was about the, the okay. soonest there for me. Terry Funk was it's all about Memphis with me, with Lawler, everything with him, him and Lawler doing the doing the 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 empty arena show, the fight, just the all the promos he cut the one word. He beats up the choppers and he's like screaming on high, like an high pitch. That's the one we played. We uh, just show that. Intro. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he was so good because he just he made you believe in what he was doing. He sold it perfectly. And, and, and I just and he loved the fans. I mean, there was nothing that he wouldn't have done for, for the fans. And, you know. Uh, did you guys talk about the the West Texas, uh, like all the people who came from West Texas, the no, university? No, we haven't. Go ahead. So, I mean, have you have if you if you just take a take a little stroll on who some of the some of the notable people, fresh wrestlers that played football at West Texas? Manny Fernandez was one of them. Manny Fernandez was one of them. Uh, that Dusty Rhodes guy was one of them. That Bruiser Brody guy. Uh, you know, um, let's see, Stan Hansen. Um, hold on, I had it pulled up here for a second. Here, let me uh, let me go back to it. Uh, uh, that Tully Blanchard guy, uh, he's you know, uh, Ted DiBiase, uh, Dory was there also. Heath Herring, uh, UFC fighter, um, also in Pride. You had uh, Dick Murdoch, uh, Tito Santana, um, and Barry Windham. 
So all basically from a who's who of 70s and 80s classic wrestlers. I mean, if you turned on all Japan in the in the 80s, yes, you were seeing someone from West Texas University uh, wrestle in the main event. Which, by the way, have you guys watched that Stan Hansen, Terry Funk, all Japan matches? No. Oh, God, they're so good. I mean, it's, it's the only time. I mean, you obviously see it like as it starts. You know Terry Funk's going to get blood because <laughs> it's, it's Stan Hansen. Right. And, yeah. you know, let's not let's not forget what he did to Vader's ear. In Japan. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but like the, the, so weird, because like if you see it, um, the crowd absolutely loved Terry Funk, like crawling over him, hugging him uh, to see him. Um, and then and then, of course, the funny part is, sorry, as I'm as I'm sending you guys the link um, to it the just the the craziness that was going on with that because you know they they sold it as a fight they were fighting you know they were gonna they went they went closed fits punt they went hard they were doing the hard ways in japan and just to watch them do the fight watching watching terry funk who always played the bigger tougher guy to play the smaller baby face was all it was was a very different way of seeing things because i always saw him as like you know usually the bigger guy out of the group so to see him as the smaller, you know, person trying using his speed and everything is is really cool to see because Stan Hansen is so much bigger than him. Yeah. Um, I have to admit, uh, the first match that I ever saw of Terry Funk's was the barely legal ECW pay per view, where it was the three way dance between him and uh, Sandman and Stevie Richards, and the winner of that match goes on to wrestle raven for the title and you know I, it's funny that was the first ccw show i ever i ever saw and i already hated raven because i'm like wait a minute he's the champion and he's going to wrestle the winner they're going to be dead tired after that match and you know and and terry unfortunately bladed too deep because you know uh raven kicked him and then he went to a corner and the blood was coming out and raven was like hesitant to like do anything more and you see Terry Funk's hand do this, like, come on, kick me again, kick me again, kick me again. And it's like, <laughs> Jesus, there's nothing this guy wouldn't have done to, to have sold. I mean, he just gave so much to the fans. And, and, and for me, that match was special because, as I mentioned, my, my dad's three favorite wrestlers, and this is how he learned to speak English, was Bruno San Martino, <laughs> Dusty Rhodes, and Terry Funk. So here I'm watching Barely Legal, and my father comes in, and he goes, oh, Terry Funk, I used to love Terry Funk. I'm like, well, watch it with me. And like, you know, it, it was a bonding moment between my dad and I, you know, and like the fact that he was rooting for Terry the whole time and I started rooting for Terry. And then like when he won the belt, we both popped so big. And uh, I'll always have that memory. You know, Terry Funk bringing me and my dad close. That was, uh, that was pretty awesome. The funny thing of them letting uh, the, they got him and Cactus Jack McFoley got Vince McMahon to AOK them doing their Japan stuff will always be in WWE would always is always going to be a a thing I don't think would have ever happened especially during that time in WWE when he was doing Chainsaw Charlie and you oh, know no. I mean the, all the stuff that the, the him being thrown thrown off the stage in a freaking trash bin. Yeah, the whole that whole thing was just wild. 
Mm. Um, you know, and of course, like the, the first time I ever saw Terry Funk was when he was getting hit with a pile of chairs. So that was my first <laughs> time ever seeing Terry Funk, you know, ever was seeing him getting the mountain name. Yeah, I need a chair. Yeah. Everybody threw a chair. I remember that that opening for the the ECW, and I'm like, "What the hell? What what started that?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like they hated the public enemies. So yeah, like yeah. Cactus Jack and 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 Terry were were they had a match against each other, yeah. and the public enemy decided to come and interject, and they whooped their butts. And then Terry Funk's are saying, oh, "Throw the chairs out! Throw the chairs out!" Yeah. And you hear them going over the microphone, "Stop! Stop!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was hilarious. <laughs> but I, I tell you though, like when 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 they when they did a series of vignettes with, with Mick Foley um, talking about his past in Japan, and then they showed footage of the IWA King of the Death match from 95 at Kawasaki Stadium, I was like, what the hell was that? So I remember um, at one of the ECW shows that I went to at the Elks Lodge, they, they had that. They had the IWA King of the Death match, and they had uh, Best of Cactus Jack in Japan. So you got to see... Terry and Cactus wrestling in IWA Japan and an FMW. I was like, this is not, they don't even do this in ECW. Like, you know, uh, the, the, the amount of barbed wire matches that they had. That, uh, Terry Funk getting stabbed in the calf by Tiger Jeet Singh and him yelling, it ain't go through all the way. <laughs> it ain't go through all the way. I'm like, Terry, it's your fucking calf. <laughs> i just love that like so so my, my my favorite thing about terry funk the fact was is that he had a ranch and he literally called it the double cross ranch mm. just always made me i love that so much you have no i mean like i just the nostalgia and then like you know he wrestled until like he physically couldn't wrestle anymore yeah. it's like he kept retiring and then coming back out of retirement just to retire again yeah that's like Lawler too, man. He's always uh, wrestling, but now he just had a heart attack not too long ago. But I'm sure once he gets better, he'll probably have he'll do it match. again. Yeah, he'll have another heart attack just to do it again. Yeah, he's. And the thing is, like, well, it's a steady diet of fried chicken that he's having, so you know, hey, he ain't going vegan what? anytime soon. You know, hey, you haven't had Gus's, you don't know. I have not. <laughs> we finally got one in Knoxville. It's it's good. I just I tried the Popeye's ghost uh, pepper chicken. It was okay. Wasn't that no. hot? No, oh, I, no I wouldn't not. be worried about that. No, no, Gus's is not hot. It's but it's got a little spice to it, but it's good. I so, see why. But uh, you know, I, I also remember. I think it was Terry and Chris Candido. They had a barnyard match at WCW, and the and the horse kicked Terry. He's like, ah, you son of a bitch. He's yelling at the horse. Yeah, the horse kicks at him and he just goes, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he sold it, though. He sold the yeah, horse. Yeah, because yeah, he, he does a backdrop to freaking Candido. Candido flies over the horse. And you already see the horse is already spooked. And then, he, then the horse is already, like, already getting the trigger to kick. And then he walks by the game. You son of a bitch. Terry <laughs> Funk should have won on a technicality of disqualification because the horse aided Chris Candido. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I just, you know, it makes me sad that all, you know, a lot of those w- ACW stars are, are no longer with us because yeah. some of that stuff uh, is, you know, just yeah. thinking about it. You know, like all those, all, all all those really great matches and everything, and most of those guys are there. But yet, RVD is still going strong. Shows how much shows if you take your Wheaties, folks. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, he just wrestled like a week or two ago. Yeah, he yeah he literally just wrestled. So still looks the same too. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah no, I, sorry, I just, sorry, James, go ahead. I I think and the funny thing is you talked about the FMW things. If it wasn't for Terry Funk and Jerry Lawler doing the uh, concession stand brawls in the empty arena, that. you know, you would never get Onita seeing it while he was on pilgrimage in Memphis to do FMW. This is true. You know, so you won't have all that stuff if it wasn't for him. And, you know, like, okay, for me, you you know me, I'm not the biggest deathmatch guy in, out there. Uh, but I just loved his pure wrestling. I loved when he just would wrestle. It was so, he had that animalistic ability with him because it it did not look good. His suplexes do not look good. They do not look safe. It looks like he's literally picking up and throwing them down like it's a sack of potatoes. It looked <laughs> yes. awful. Well, I, I was just, Wayne and I were talking about the fact that at 53 years old, he did a moonsault at Barely Legal. And my response to that was, what the hell is a 53-year-old doing a moonsault? Terry Funk, the, he's, he was the Mongolians of history. He, he, he's the exception. And I think everything. it was the first, I, I, if I remember, that's the first time he ever tried doing that too, right? Yeah. He just decided he was going to do it there. Yeah. yeah he, he told Sandman about it first. He's like, Yo, Sandman, I'm thinking about doing the moonsault tonight. And Sandman's response was, what? He's like, hey, <laughs> who am I to tell Terry Funk he can't do a moonsault? He's a living legend. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, but I will say this. The last match I, I saw Terry Funk in was uh, ECW One Night Stand 2006. You know, the, the night that Cena got absolutely destroyed by the audience. Um, oh, that's such a great thing. When he keeps throwing the shirt out, they keep throwing the shirt back in. <laughs> yeah. Like, we want nothing to do with you, Peacemaker. Uh, but uh, that, that match was uh, Tommy Dreamer and Terry Funk versus uh, Cactus Jack and uh, Edge. Yes. And, you know, and, and they had to take uh, they had to take Terry Funk to the back end because, you know, like, he, he, he was uh, working the eye. He was like, my eye, my eye. You know, like, he re-injured the eye. And then all of a sudden he comes out with a, I think it was, was it a hot flaming branding iron, Wayne? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah. Christ. No, 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 no. At first it was the chainsaw. And no, then it not, was the brand. Not no, at ECW One Night Stand. I, I, I swore he brought the chainsaw out for that also. He brought that out to Dean Ambrose prior to his match. With yeah, that's what it was. Okay, yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. sorry, sorry. Yeah. I get, I get my WWE experiences mixed up there. That's okay. But uh, uh, yeah, so he came out with the hot flaming branding. I, I'm just like, there's nothing this guy won't do to no. <laughs> really make the crowd pop. He was he was one of the most like you know when when, when people say like the most uh, unpredictable like you know everyone talks about how like you know uh, Brian Pillman was was unpredictable or, or a live wire or crazy, a little little crazy. No, Terry Funk gave me the impression that he was legitimately crazy yeah exactly he was legitimately a a a psychopath Pillman seemed like it was all an act but terry funk you you believed he was actually like that yes yeah some of the stuff you like you kind of knew okay that that, that's hokey that that's that's lame that you know that or or that's an act that's acting no 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 terry funk i i will still go to this day like you know uh i would have been like no i'm afraid of him i don't know what he's gonna do yeah he might he might just stab me he yeah. might just do that. <laughs> or probably with a branding iron. Or something. Who knows? I'll, I'll never forget his barbed wire match with Sabu at Born to be Wired. 
the one where Sabu tears his bicep open. Oh, yeah. But, uh, you know. I can't believe that one because he gets, like, stuck in the barbed wire, yep. too. He gets all, all tangled right. up in it. And then Sabu wraps his legs in barbed wire, and then he does the splash on Terry into, through the table. <laughs> and finally, they counted one, two, three. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, and, and to ECW's credit, they knew they could never top that. So they never tried to do it again. Yeah. There's... Which is where I think a lot of deathmatch companies should get the hint. Oh, you're talking about, oh, CCW High. <laughs> Are they even around anymore? Yeah. Because uh, I, I got a new bone to pick with freaking uh, ICW No Holds Barred. Right. I mean, they, every match is a fucking deathmatch, and it's ridiculous. I mean, you want to talk Jim Cornette killing the business, that's killing it. These guys will be freaking, you know, dead and buried before they even get contracts from AEW, WWE, or Impact. Yeah, yeah. You know how you know how I feel about that stuff, so I used to stay out of it. I'm like, I, that's... I, I, I don't like that stuff either, James. I mean, like, I like a good death match when it's the uh, climax to a story. Exactly. When not, when, not, when not... everything else has got when 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 everything else has got when you tried to play nice and it's now time to not be nice. Which, by the way, shout out to to Roadhouse because Terry Funk was in Roadhouse as well. Yes, and Paradise <laughs> Alley with Sylvester Stallone. Yes, I just I just had to do the be nice until it's time to not be nice because, well, you know, at the Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Um. So <laughs> I never saw that movie. Roadhouse. Oh, you should. I know you should only like, because it, it, it's the upper echelon of so bad they're awesomely good movies. It's true. And it has Sam Elliott in it too. And he Dude, kicked, you, made, he, you made us watch Motorama, okay? I, exactly. I assure you gotta you. watch Roadhouse, okay? Roadhouse is at least enjoyable. I'll anyway, get uh, I'll get to it. <laughs> but no, it just uh, yeah, the, the fact, he was one of the first ones to to start to be one of the wrestlers that branched branched out into Hollywood, you know, because right. he was there before Hulk Hogan and all that stuff. Because he did, did he also do like Over the Top? Yes, he played a bodyguard for. But, uh, yeah. Um, so that's just Stallone's son's father. So. Yes, exactly. I was like, so. wait a minute, that's Terry Funk. Exactly. That's that's Terry Funk. Um, yeah, I remember when he remember that Hulk Hogan show. Thunder in Paradise. Thunder in Paradise. Yeah, Thunder I remember in Paradise. Oh, <laughs> he was God. on there, I think too. I yeah, Sting was there. the villain on that, and I was like, yeah. no, Sting's not a villain. <laughs> that show was so. Bad. Oh, only, only, only in your eyes, their brother. <laughs> He's got a problem with that. That's that's not going to work here. <laughs> oh my goodness but yeah it's funny though because like to to uh i i, I also recall that uh when uh rick flair won the uh wcw championship in 89 um him and terry had a series of matches as well which uh concluded in an i quit match and i was like you know that both of them were still in their prime i mean i'm sorry i don't think i can ever say i saw a match with Terry Funk where he wasn't in his prime because there's nothing he wouldn't have done. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it was good that they were able to capitalize on that after the uh, Steamboat uh, Flair feud was done. Um, but, uh, I, you know, it, it's funny. Terry never stayed at one place too long. I, I think the longest that he ever stayed at anywhere was in ECW because he was always able to go to japan whenever he wanted whenever bookings were available for him and uh you know he was taken really good care of, of there by the sponsors and stuff so you know um and 
it's it's funny because I do recall that he was with WWF for a, a period of time in the eighties. Yeah, um, it wasn't it wasn't for very. I mean, he between there and Memphis, it'd be his his most long running outside of outside of Amarillo Southwest Championship Wrestling. Also, right, South because I don't think he ever did world class, right, no. James? No, 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 no. That yeah. was that was that was that was after it, all that had happened. I don't think he ever did. I think he might have done UWF, but not. Uh, oh, uh, Mid South, you mean? Mid South? Oh no, no. I thought about I was talking about the one with the uh, the the one with uh, Earl Hebner. Did he not or Herbo Turbo? No, he was never in that. Herb Abrams, excuse me. Herb Abrams. I, yeah. I didn't know if he, he had done that or not. I just remember him from Memphis. So for me, it's a lot of his Memphis stuff with both Waller just being just, he'd, well, he, he did he'd always go for a while. Yeah. He'd always go after, um, oh God, I'm forgetting the, forgetting the announcer's name right now off the top of my Lance head. Russell. Lance Russell. He'd always, for some reason, go after Lance Russell in every promo. <laughs> Yeah, but Lance Russell was always those, Lance Russell's like the cop that goes, "All right, show's over, nothing to see here." You know, like like he, he was always like, "All right," you know, like a guy would he, be he was, destroying the set Les- and be like, "And he's picking up the chair and hitting the ring." Like <laughs> he was always like, Leslie Nielsen in like the Naked Gun. He'd be like, "Nothing to see here." Oh, okay, now it's over, and here comes Larry. Here comes Terry Funk with the chair. Oh, yeah, here he goes. There was a charm about Lance Russell, though. But uh, you oh, know, I love I love Lance, Lance Russell. I absolutely love both. Uh, brown and russell as a team that was the greatest thing ever but yes no it was just his feud with lawler was so good and just i think lawler let him push as about as far as anybody would ever let someone push the promos was lawler pushing it because i mean who else would would lawler allow them to say some of the stuff the bedroom habits of jerry lawler you mean the 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 Raby hanger. Is that what you're yes, talking about? Yes. I'm definitely <laughs> saying that too. Yes. <laughs> it, you know, it's just it, this, the, 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 uh, the, the fun, the one I love the most is when he's going after Cornette and Russell and just going, are you a sissy? I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of sissies. <laughs> well, the, you know, you can't forget him calling Dusty an egg sucking dog. I remember he called oh, him that no, no, Dusty sucks eggs is great because he had the shirt. He made the shirt too for their feud in Florida. That was great. <laughs> Which Dusty is so sucks cheap. eggs. Oh my goodness! Oh this, man, there will it, never it, be it, like, He Terry was Funk. he was the most NWA of NWA wrestlers outside of Ric Flair. When I think of an NWA wrestler, I think Terry Funk after Ric Flair. Yeah, but you know what though? There's a certain respect. That I have for Terry Funk that I don't have Ric Flair, but oh. that I don't have for Ric Flair, and that's the fact that you know Terry wasn't a dirty dog outside of his family life. Oh, absolutely. So I've always respected that, and you know, I mean, it's it's a shame that his wife passed before he did. You know, he's survived by his two daughters and grandchildren, and you know, dementia is a bitch, man. Like yeah. it's it's a shame that that happened to him. So. Uh, I love Terry Funk. I'm a Terry Funk fanboy and uh, rest in peace. Good, sir. You know, thank you for the decades of incredible matches and memories you gave us. Yeah, I, I think you said it good, uh, Lou. Um, thank you, sir. Yeah, it's a shame. You know, he was a really awesome guy and 
you know, I loved his his wrestling, and it really gave us a, a thing to watch. You know, thing something to be entertained with. You know, and um, yeah, so it's, it's very hard to see him uh, pass away. So um, I don't think we're going to do any music on this episode. I think we've been doing this for a while. So I think we're just going to do a Terry Funk tribute show. This is it. You know what? Oh. He, he, you okay. know, and I think, I think, I think, you know, and I know Terry would not be enjoying all of us waxing poetically about him as he'd just be like, Oh no, no. You know, he'd want to pass it to somebody else too. So I think that was always the endearing thing about him. He was never there for him only. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying before. When he was in ECW, his purpose was to elevate the other wrestlers, uh, not him, you know? And then I kind of threw two particular names, um, yeah. Bulk Logan and Dick Hare under the bus because, <laughs> you know, they were all about them and not about the business, you know? Terry uh-huh. was not like that. And if Eric Adams was here, I mean, you know, I'm sure he'd have so many wonderful things to say about Terry. Um, one other funny memory I have of him, though, at the ECW November to Remember of 98, when uh, this was right around the time when he came back after leaving WWF, and he starts involving himself in every match and starts hitting everybody over the head with chairs just to hear the thwack he gave the blue meanie. I was like, oh, meanie. Oh, that hurt. <laughs> That sounded like it hurt to the cat. You know, I bet he felt bad afterwards because Meanie's such is Meanie's one of those like nice guys back there, but man, he can take a punch. Yeah. That's right, Bradshaw. (laughs) (laughs) Don't tell that to Stevie. He'll 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 pay you back. Colin Madden, uh, it must be answered one of your questions or something you guys said before. I think Dusty after Flair as an NWA guy. Uh, I I I get that, but I just think uh, Cause like, see, Dusty and and Flair, they all stayed in like they're they're known for their spots, you know. They're known for their territories. Terry didn't have a per se territory that he was known for. I could tell you that he was, you know, I could, you know, you could talk about the great matches he had in you know Mid Atlantic. You could tell about all the great matches he did with Dusty in Florida. You could tell the ones he did with Lawler in Memphis. You don't, he don't hear the, oh, you know, when he was in Amarillo, you know, he had the great match with, you know, that was more Dory that, you know, Dory was the champion there. Dory ran that territory. He was, he was the one that was traveling around being the, uh, being the, the, you know, you know, all I can say is Alexa play Desperado. <laughs> you know, I think a great again. theme song for Terry actually won the Desperado. I would have loved to have heard him come out to Lonesome, Henri, and Mean from Waylon Jennings. <laughs> that would have been perfect for him. You know, anything Waylon would have been perfect for him. I didn't get the Desperado thing. I, that, I, well, Desperado was his theme. And, uh, no, I know. I know. I, I just yeah. didn't. Uh, I, it didn't work. I wish well, I could fix something else. I, I, think, I think he was going for him being a. Uh, a, a An old uh, guy and, you know, being like. Uh, I, I understand because of the lyrics. I, I guess the lyrics fit with his personality you know the character or whatever but uh, well, he never came to his senses and we're grateful for that yeah, yeah he yeah he, he he still talked about that jackass that he loved that he had to shoot <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know if you guys had talked about that one yet or not so that's why i was saving that no, one we, we're, right, we're kind of like waiting for you because you're the wrestling guy but uh <laughs> one time yeah. i had this jackass continue <laughs> 
He's the, and I love that jackass. <laughs> is is there one interview or one one thing that I can put up for before we leave? Um, you can think of uh, the. Uh, did you talk about the one, the ECW one with Raven, when he's sitting in the locker room there and he starts elevating Raven? Oh, you remember very, that one, Lou? Very funk Raven. I remember that one where he says. Yeah, he starts saying like your mother never loved you and stuff like that. Exactly. Uh Eric showed me that one, and that one is probably his best promo I've ever heard him say out in outside of the Memphis stuff. Um, the have you have you done the are you a sissy? Um no, I did not do that one. Oh, okay. Hold I, on. I do have the Raven promo. Here. Yeah, do, do the Raven promo as I pull up the Terry Funk sissy. All right. All right, we'll end with sissy, but we'll do this one. Commercials. I guess I'm not talking about the ghost concert tonight. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah, now we'll do that next week. We'll that next week. <laughs> Sorry, we went long on on the Terry Funk thing. So I, we we I, you know we don't even have to end it. We can still talk like our favorite Terry Funk memories. I don't care. No, I, yeah, I don't care. I that's, love Terry Funk. Fine. I could I I could talk about him all night. That's fine by me. All right, this is the one, right? Uh, yes. All right. Sorry, I was, I was tell you, Funk wasn't man enough to finish the match. I beat Terry Funk down while his partner Tommy Dreamer cried. Tommy Dreamer had to watch his mentor and his hero. See Terry Funk, the hardcore legend, not have the guts or the intestinal fortitude. To finish the match. He could not finish the match. Something about his ear. He was he was bleeding from his ear. Stand up here. You stand up and talk to me now. I want to talk to you right now. Damn you, I'm telling you to stand up. Are you gonna stand up? Are you not? Stand up, damn you! Sorry, Funk. If I stand up, I will leave you in no condition to see me wrestle someone else April 13th. And I want you alive and well and miserable as you see somebody else wrestle me for the ECW World Heavyweight title on the pay-per-view and watch your comeback go straight down the tubes. I'm tired of your bull****. I'm tired of this idiot, this imbecile that you got running around here, Brian Lee, saying, show me the money, show me the money, show me the money. Let me tell you one thing. I've got a concussion, but it isn't my first damn rodeo, and it's not going to be my last. Now you stand up. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? Terry Funk, I will not get up. I don't... Because you don't have the guts to get up. And if you don't have the guts to get up, well, I'm coming down, and what a stupid damn thing this is. I'm going to come down here, and I'm going to look you right in the face, and I'm going to tell you that you've said a lot of stuff about me. You said a lot of stuff about me being a blowhard and me talking about this and having these long stories. Let me tell you something. I'm not storying you. 
you jerk, you fool. And don't sit there and look at me like that. I might slap you right in the face because I'll tell you one thing. As my father, I love my father. I can't help it if your father was some kind of an idiot. If you take a horse, I've said it before, you take a goddamn horse that's an idiot and you breed it to another idiot. Do you know what you have? I'm 99% sure you're going to have another damned idiot. And that's what you are, is you're an idiot like your old man. And I can't help that. But you watch what you say about me, Raven. You watch it. And you watch what you try with about me. I'm telling you. Oh, you don't have anything to say? You've always got something to say about me. Well, go ahead. Say something about me. Why don't you say something about me now? I'm right here, and I'm confronting you, Raven. Do you have the guts to say anything? Why don't you say something to this old, dilapidated old man? Why don't you say something to me now? Go ahead. You don't have the cards to say anything to me right now. And if I get you in that ring, you jerk, If I have the opportunity to get you on this, in that ring, I am going to tell you, I am not going to be a long-winded old man. I am going to give you the shortest story that you've ever heard from anyone right now. If I get you in the ring, you want to call me Wendy? If I get you in the ring, Raven, on the 13th of April, I'm going to beat the out of you. Oh, my God. Aaron Love. Oh, so good. Goosebumps watching. Oh, my God. Who's that? So good. Are we being joined by Eric Adams from Deep South Wrestling? The sultry one. What are you eating? (laughs) And we can't hear him while he eats. Hey. Eric, we're live. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, what's going on, guys? Nothing. Uh, we decided to uh, drop the music theme for the show tonight and just do an all-night tribute to Terry Funk. I just sent Wayne Oh yes, the I part did. two to that. Yes. Yes, you did. Uh, Which is ten times better. Wayne, why do you sound like that? It is ten times <laughs> I should have played this first. <laughs> no, you have to play that one first and then this. I, yeah, I, I get it, but I should have played this instead. As we see James live from Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> you did that joke already before. Come out of commercial, go. Go to camera three, camera three, bring in audio and bring in video now. Camera three, go. Paul E joined us. Hello, ass. <laughs> <laughs> You want to talk about my old man, you want to talk about me, you want to say that I uh, am a big crybaby. Well, let me tell you something. I, I am an old bastard and you can pull on my heartstrings. And yeah, I love a lot of different things. I love my kids, I love my family. And I'm not like you. I love my old man. Let me tell you something. You're 
the wimpy little bastard. What'd you say, Funk? You're the wimpy little bastard with no kahunas that sits in corners and won't stand up on their damn feet because you just don't have it between the legs. You're not going to goad me into fighting you, Funk. I don't need to fight you. You got to get through a three-way dance to get to me, Funk. You don't... No. No, Funk. You're not going to get me riled up. You go ahead. You keep on going ahead and cutting in. He's getting riled up. Off, telling me what you're going to do. Well, let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you that you are you're a piece of... You're going to Funk. You're not going to do... You're not going to do me nothing. I damn sure am. You shut your... Damn mouth, you son of a bitch! You shut your mouth! Get out of here! You've wanted me for a long time! I'm not getting out of here! I'm right here! Let's do it now! Get out of here! You don't have the balls, boy! That's your problem! I don't want to wait any longer! You and your old man! Get out! You say that he molested you! Get out! You're just full of. recorded that whole entire thing an assault on an old man and he didn't get any help kind of like today <laughs> <laughs> ECW predicted a lot of things about society mm-hmm. well did, and, and, they just, and we all just thought it was entertainment stream uh oh <clears throat> what happened dude what our live feed ended. Apparently, stream suspended for policy violations. Oh, oh yeah, they don't like it when we show WWE content. Awesome. Oh, uh, so we got away with the Memphis stuff, but not that. Yeah, you can get away oh, with Memphis. Shit. Memphis is not, is not copyrighted. All right, well, Wayne, looks like I'm going to have to download this and edit it again so we could... Uh... <laughs> you know that problem with it? Anyway, all right, well, we're going to need James, some... I liked your sports talk podcast. That was good. No, thank you. I wish you told me it was coming on so I could watch it more. Uh, we're, we're working on that, okay? Uh, oh, we're back now. Sorry, there was a little blip in the thing there. I wonder when did it actually go off? I don't know. Probably during which funk, funk promo from ECW because Vince McMahon likes his money. One of those uh, ridiculous... Uh, it, it, you know, it's stupid. You can't even just like comment on anything. Without him. How much are you going to eat? What the hell is going on over there? The grown boy. I, I can see that. <laughs> I had a sandwich and now I'm having the fries. What's the big deal? Fry? Why are you eating them with a fork? Looks like macaroni and cheese. Because it's cheese fries. Uh-huh. You, you, eat, you eat cheese fries with your hands, Wayne? Yeah. No, I use a fork for cheese fries. Yeah, the, the, that's sussy right there, uh, no Wayne. Way. You use your, your hands like a man. Do it. No, Wayne's I don't, married, I don't doesn't freaking... have to worry about using his fingers on anything. So, oh, 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 oh. hi you. 
Talk about extreme. Do you own any other shirts than that one? Because that's the only shirt I ever see you in. (laughs) My Hanzo Gracie one? Yeah. No, he's (laughs) I own the entire Roots of Fight library of tank tops, okay? They were on sale for like 10 bucks a piece like a year ago. Uh, (laughs) Well, anyways, man, good to see you again. Been a while since you've been around. Great to be back. Uh, You got a show coming up in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, coming soon. That's right. September 9th, the Grand Prix. Uh, It'll be the first time we crown a new Deep South heavyweight champion since the year 2007. Uh, Special guests include Eric Bischoff, who's the Grand Marshal, Teddy Long, Rock and Roll Robert Gibson, and Nick Patrick, of course, will be in the house. Uh, We got you know, six big, uh, seven big tournament matches on a Mexican death match with Cosmo Martinez versus a uh, person from his past. It's going to be at DOS Barbecue, and thanks to Seven Stages fucking us over, it's now a free show, so everybody can just watch it for free. Uh, that shows where, up. Where will they be able to watch it? Will they be able to watch it live, or will it be pre-taped? Um, we will have it pre uh, t- live to tape for everybody on the internet to see it. Put your middle finger away. Why is your middle finger in your ear? <laughs> you, Lou. That's what I always do. This is my uh, let the person speak pose. Sorry. <laughs> Fuck you. This is my show. How dare you promote anything? <laughs> I was the one that told you to promote it, fool. Go ahead. And then so you gave me the tape. finger for doing it. So, uh, I was not so, giving the finger. So, I realize Eric, it's Eric, suddenly I'm giving the Eric, finger. I apologize. On, ter- on Teddy Long issuing a tag team match at Das Barbecue. Uh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's a meme anyway. No, right now the over-under is how long till he calls me a motherfucker in front of everybody. Oh, Teddy? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's him. Well, you're not Ric Flair. He shouldn't have beef with you. He doesn't have beef I'm, with me, but he just I'm, calls everybody a motherfucker. Okay, I've been burying Ric Flair a lot on this episode. You know why? Because I just rewatched the uh, Plane Ride from Hell episode of that, Dark That Sun must have been it. You, you, you're, just, you're really fired up right now. Well, the fact that he had the audacity to call out Jr. on his podcast for saying he has no credibility with him whatsoever. Motherfucker, you have no credibility. <laughs> Ric Flair's a big fan of a Harry Bush. Mm. It was literally a saying back in the day, no hair, no flair. So at least we know Ric Flair liked his girls over age. Uh, <laughs> as opposed Speaking to what uh, promos, Terry I'm Funk said funny. about Jerry Lawler. <laughs> uh, I'm going to pronounce this wrong. Mo- Arabi Graper. Moruki? Yakunat. I can't pronounce that. I'm sorry. But uh, hello. He's The person says, hi, everyone. Let me see his name and I can do it. M O R. Let me see it. You got to let me see it. I can. How do I let you see it? This is this comedy card, sir. Oh. Oh, so it. Why'd you get rid of Streamyard? I never used Kunitatsu. Um, do you have any stories, Mr. Adams, about Terry Funk? Have you? Did you ever get to meet Terry Funk? Did you ever get to do anything with Terry Funk? The first time I met Terry Funk was at the Elks Lodge in Queens, New York. Uh, right after the barely legal pay per view, he autographed my EC FNW t shirt, Madhouse of Extreme. And um, then he went on to wrestle Raven and what was 
one of the best matches I've ever seen out of both men together in their careers later on. I mean, Terry Funk, of course, you got to talk about his great matches with Steamboat and with Flair and his great matches back in the... Are you using a... a, a what are those called? Uh, an infuser? Oh, no, okay. I, I, I always vape. You know that. That's I thought you had robot one of those thing. ascension oils. I thought you had one of those essential oils <laughs> infusers going off he in the not, background. He does not need that, Eric. He is Greek. He has the oil infusers in the kitchen. I'm not new age. <laughs> Anyways, continue. Um, that was the first time I met him, and uh, he saw me smoking a cigarette. I was like, God, Katie, how about Sonny, you give an old man a Marlboro? And uh, <laughs> I got to meet him that time. The next time I met Terry Funk in person was at MLW in the Manhattan Center for the second ever MLW show um, where me and Tim Morrison wrestled Steve Dr. Death Williams and James Bronson from NXT. He was called PJ Freeman at the time. Terry Funk wrestled on that card. And uh, that was the night LaParca caved the woman I was fucking around with head in with a chair because he dumped it over the top rope. Did I get frozen? Because I'm looking just no, at James. You're, still there. you're going good. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there listening to you. It was the Parker versus Shocker. And she was at ringside doing timekeeping. The Parker takes a bump over the top rope. His chair cracks her in the top of the head, busts her head open. And so they have to bring her to the back. Terry Funk being the river he is because I didn't realize at that time I didn't know LaParca was the killer that he is of a real human being. He goes, Sonny, you got to defend your girl if you know what's right for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to LaParca to say something and uh, that was the first time I ever got knocked out cold by a punch in my life. Oh dear lord. Don't mess I'm with the chairman. Real. Don't mess with the chairman. Oh. I learned my lesson that night, but uh, funny enough, everybody was proud of me for standing up to Parker. We didn't go past that. Uh, there was a company called Trans South Wrestling out of South Carolina, and uh, Derek Vanderford and his dad Freddie Vanderford always had a great relationship with Terry Funk. And they'd bring Terry and his wife, Vicky, um, to South Carolina to the compound they had. They had this house with like four houses attached. And Terry would come hang out, and then he would teach us. And uh, I decided I wanted to pay tribute to Terry on a show one night that Terry was at. And there's a spot called the Seesaw, where you're, where you're sitting on the set, on the second rope with your legs on the inside of the ring and the other half of your body on the outside. When you get hit, you fall back, but you use the top rope to bring you back up. Is that like skinning the cat? Your ass is on the second rope Mm. with your feet in the ring and your chest is outside the ring on the rope. Ah. You're holding onto the rope. So all you're doing is kicking your feet up and then coming back up to get hit again. Got it. Okay. So, I did that as a tribute to Terry Funk because I know he wasn't wrestling and I knew later in the show uh, he was supposed to kick my ass. But I also knew Terry was also at the point where his vision wasn't that good and the guy I was wrestling looked a lot like me. So (laughs) 
I uh, proceeded to tell Terry when we got back. So he's like, who the hell stole my spot? I was like, Mr. Funk, it was this gentleman right over here. I told him not to do it. <laughs> so Terry's like, okay, Sonny, I'll tell you what. When we go out there, you make sure I get a good opening on him. I was like, absolutely, Mr. Funk. <laughs> so I purposely said, hey, since you're not in this match and I'm not, let's change into our street clothes. So this way, when Terry does, you know, when we come out, it looks more organic. It's like, oh, that's a great idea. I said, yeah. We get out there. I start putting the boots to the guy. Then here comes the other guy. Terry's down selling. As soon as, soon as Terry gets up, I go, Terry, that's him. And Terry just, so with Terry Funk, you got one or two punches. You either got one that hurt or you got one that fucked you up because <laughs> he was left-handed. And I just saw Terry go, I mean, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and the guy's like, but Terry Powell, but Mr. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, he goes, I'm the baby face. And Terry goes, oh, God dang. And then he comes to get me. And by that point, I made one of, I made Chase Brown eliminate me out the ring. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> So we go to the bar afterwards. It was a Mexican restaurant, a block down. We used to go to after all the shows because they had for five for four dollars. You got a mug this big of Dos Equis. And so we're all having beer. Terry comes out. He's like, give me one of those cigarettes, boy. Get one of my cigarettes. He goes, he lights it. He's looking at this. He goes, dad gum, you got me tonight. You got me tonight. (laughs) You think you're so funny. You got me tonight. And I was like, oh, Terry, I love you. I just wanted to be on the same side as you for once. (laughs) Right when I said that, right when I said that, Terry was like, well, I love you too then, damn it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I always knew that Terry Funk did chew. I didn't know he smoked too. Marlboro Red 100s. At least he grabbed the right choice. Anywho. (laughs) Why do you think I switched from camels back in the day? That's a good point. Okay. That was oh my, my tribute goodness. to Terry Funk. Yeah, I, I, feel I love che- Terry Funk. I feel cheated though, because like I think I recall um it was SummerSlam 98, and one of the matches was supposed to be the New Age Outlaws versus uh Cactus and Terry. And Terry was taken out before the match. I think before the event yeah. started. On was, that, was, that, was, that the, was that the dumpster spot? No, that was WrestleMania. Oh. Terry had to go have surgery. So they took him out of the match. You're talking about the SummerSlam with Taker and Stone Cold as the main That's, event. I was there, yeah. yeah. And I was so upset because I was like, I'm finally going to see Terry Funk. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm not going to see Terry Funk. <laughs> or it's, no, you were at you were at the ECW show where Funk came back as a heel against Dreamer. You were no, with me that night. No, I was not at that one. I was at the no, November you were, one. You were at the I, next one. I was at the November one, and then I was at the February one. The November one was the one where it was uh, main event was Dreamer and Van Dam, and then the next one yeah. was when Dreamer joined the Triple Threat. So I did not go to that December one. Damn it! Thanks, Dad. Uh, it happens. No, which was the one that uh, we all I, I showed you where the bar was so we could all hang out with the boys 
and you got to talk to Jerry Land and the whole that time. was the last one when they in, uh, had the TNN deal, which ended up that being... was the TNN deal, yeah, because I was st- be- standing behind the bar pouring drinks, even though I didn't even fucking work there. <laughs> and, and, we and actually this... witnessed that. Yes, and this I is... knew Raven was there before anybody else did because Raven came over. He's like, eh, let me get a vodka. <laughs> this this is where I said anytime Eric Adams tells you something that could be a lie, it's don't true. bet on it because it's more than likely the truth. That's <laughs> when I came up with that. Statement. Oh, James, James is James has lived it. <laughs> James has lived Nashville, Tennessee. James live, has lived Nashville, Tennessee with the entire fucking beeline roster of the WWE. And 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 what? the and the future and the future. This is Brian Danielson. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> James has lived enough of the stories to realize that about me, where I'm like, come on, we're going to do this. Why? Just don't worry about it. All right, fine. <laughs> and uh, speaking of the uh, show coming up at Dallas Barbecue with uh, DSW Deep South Wrestling, um, are there any special announcements that you can make about it, such as any licensing deals or... Actually, yeah, thank you for telling me that, uh, for reminding me. Um, Severed Angel, of course, uh, we're using their great music as our theme for the entire season. This entire season, we're using uh, one of their great songs that when the shows start airing. With Wings Anew, thank you. Yeah, with Wings Anew from Severed Angel. Uh, They were nice enough to give us the song. I love the song personally. What the fuck is everybody still texting me about? Okay! (laughs) Fuck me. <laughs> Isn't it great being a boss? No, it, it, it's not. It, it, no, it's the other guys are in town, and uh, I gave them a bunch of flyers to promote the ninth. Because hey, we have a wrestling show. Why don't we invite wrestling fans with a flyer that says "Free Live Wrestling Saturday, September 9th Eric Bischoff, Teddy Long, Robert Gibson, Deep South Wrestling crowds its first champion since 2007 and uh everybody that randomly went to this fucking show tonight is now sending me a copy of a picture of their flyer (laughs) i gotta ask you guys a question i know you all you're all married but i have to ask this question just to see if it's just me i'm now in the same age group as you old codgers you know but um i had to go to cryotherapy today and there's this girl who works there, pretty cute. She changed her name from, you know, a human name to a name of a species of animal. I can deal with that. 24, cute. Now, when you go to cryotherapy, the women get completely naked and they give you some socks and slippers and some gloves to wear. And it works wonders. But for the guys, you got to wear boxers. Am I the bastard for fluffing before I took the shorts off? What was his name? Uh, fish. You really went down on a guy named Fish? No, I'm saying <laughs> me fluffing myself before the girl. <laughs> I, I, I'm not touching that with a 20 foot pole. I mean, I mean, I understand. You know, you were worried about shrinkage there because you know you were going to be in the pool. You know, Mr. Pistano. No, I didn't have to worry about that because they she can't see what's going on inside the tube because it's just my head and there's a covering over my head. What so you know, wait, wait, so you were, you were fluffing yourself in the cryo chamber while you were getting the cryotherapy. Okay, what, is, what does fluffing mean in this context? 
Get, warming, up, warming, up, out, warming up the beans. Stretching it out to be half, half mass. So this way everything looks a lot more grander in the long you're, run. You're, you're, he, he's, he, was getting, he was getting everything camera ready. Yes. Wow, the massage parlors have taken a whack-ass turn. So, okay, anyway, never mind. <laughs> no, but am I the am I the prick for 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 fluffing myself a little bit so I could be more grander looking? I mean, you know, because... Austin Powers was was who famous the uh, Swedish made penis enlarging pump. So, <laughs> well, I couldn't bring that in. I would it would have been frozen to me. No, it's made uh, glass, so no, it wouldn't have. All right, any other, look a little bit. Any other? I don't know, Wayne. Any... You you you're, Wayne. You visit the massage parlors. You cheat on your wife. How do you yeah, okay? Do you yeah. <laughs> uh, any other Terry Funk video we can? Oh, watch here comes a chair shot. <laughs> Terry Funk, Jerry Lawler, Memphis interview. Uh, I've got the I've already got the sissy one uh queued up. No, 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 no. Something that we're not going to get kicked Terry off Funk, of uh, YouTube for the Terry Funk Memphis 07. Oh, no, wait, did I know you in 07, James, or so 06? Yeah, YouTube Terry Funk Memphis promos. It's the best because I'm the reason that's on the internet because I was in Memphis at the time wrestling and I saw and I finally ran into the guy who used to produce the Memphis show and he still had the video. I said, bro, you have to, you know what, son of a bitch, I'm going to find it right now. <laughs> He's going live. There is, we'll do it live. Uh, Fuck it. <laughs> What is the what is the uh the, the shut up? I'm pulling it up and then I'm gonna share my screen. Let me hide anything of share your screen. Yeah, it's just, you can share your screen on this gimmick. Well, I think uh, he has to share hosting duties with you for you to do that. No, just, I don't. Just send it to him on Facebook Messenger. He'll post it from there. No, because he doesn't know how to do this one right. <laughs> Let me find it. Who gave him the link? Here it is. Me. It wasn't me. There it is. I said it was me. Oh no, this isn't the. That can not work. Hold on. Yes, I mean, as great as those are, where that's the edited group. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, we're here. That's the edited group. I'm trying to find the unedited, because the unedited has the stuff that they couldn't say on Memphis TV, and it has. The greatest moment ever. I think I've sent it to you and Louie and James, and I've quoted myself saying it. Here it is. Funk Raw promos. Let me find it, and then I'm going to tell you the exact time. I don't think Terry Funk ever gave a bad promo. Okay, it looks go. like we're all frozen on air right now. So. <laughs> there it is. Okay, here we go. I'm saying to you right now, Wayne, do I send you on Messenger? Or messenger, text messenger, 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 Messenger. Messenger, Messenger, Messenger. Is it going to work better than your drums yesterday? Yeah. What's going on with that, by the way? Uh, Finishing doing vocals tomorrow. He's got it all uploaded. We've we've kept that a a secret, uh, Eric. We haven't told anyone if you want to announce that. Oh, no, we're not going to tell everybody yet because, well, look, all they know is something's happening. They don't know the whole story, so we're going to keep it at that. Well, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm happy to announce that uh, Alex and I actually uh, just uh, 
wrote a song for the Water Oak uh, Warriors, a uh, nice. football team out of uh, Waterford, uh, Waterbury, Connecticut. So, uh, nice. That was pretty cool. Congratulations. Yes. Um, I'm going to come back on air to announce that one because that one I'm really excited for. And now that we know that I have the ability, I just sent you the video, Wayne. Yeah, what, um, what time am I going to? Uh, start at 8.30 and just let it play. You'll know when it's done because you'll hear a line that is lived in infamy and me yelled and screamed at every bar, <laughs> restaurant, and every chance I get in life. Can't wait to get <laughs> Oh, wait no, to get, I already know the word. Can't wait yes, to kick off YouTube Live for this. This is going to be great. Oh, you can't. No, it's legal. This is completely legal. This is this is, this is is a On legal this one. one. Yes. This is this is this is a legal one that he, years he ago, and I did. And what did Jimmy Hart do? He stiffed me on the check. That wasn't the last time that he did something like that. Whenever we were partners in New York, I'm going to tell you what kind of person Jimmy Hart is. We were partners. At, God Almighty, let's do it again. We're partners. He is my manager. Okay. I don't like that. I don't like starting with Jimmy Hart. <laughs> Do you? Nobody likes starting with Jimmy Hart. Takes. There it is. Hey, Jerry! I hate your ever-loving guts. I hate you with a passion, Jerry Lawler. I hate you. I can't believe that a wrestling fan walked up to me out in the middle of Texas, Amarillo, Texas, and he said to me, do you know who my five favorite wrestling legends are, Terry Funk? And I said, no, who are they? And he said, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. Mick Foley, Dusty Rhodes, and I said, don't go any further. Don't go any further. And me, Terry Funk, and he said, why no? Jerry the King Lawler. Jerry the King Lawler, I drew back and I knocked his lights out. Hulk Hogan, I can understand him, even though he's an egomaniac. I can understand Ric Flair being in that group, even though he has a banana nose. I can understand <laughs> Dusty Rhodes, even though he's an egg-sucking dog. I can understand Mick Foley, even though he's a satchel ass. But I can't understand why he would put Jerry Lawler in there. Here comes. Does he know who he's talking about? Does he know the Bob Barker look? Does he know about the transplants? Does he know Jerry Lawler is a baby banger? A baby banger? A baby banger? And do you know that his partner, Jimmy Hart, is nothing but a cheap thief? He was my manager in New York, and he insisted that we shared rooms. So I would share a room with him, and in the middle of the night, he would sneak into my pockets and steal my change. <laughs> Later on, he was Hulk Hogan's manager, and Hulk Hogan said he insisted on staying with him. And in the middle of the night, he would sneak into his pockets and steal his change. And now he's back with you, Jerry Lawler. And I'll tell you one thing for certain that I know.
and that you know too Jimmy Hart is sneaking up on you and putting his hands in your pockets, your front pockets, but he's not looking for his change. And what's worse than that, you know what he's looking for. Laura, I've hated you all of my life, and I'm going to continue to hate you until we have finality. That's why I am bringing this. It's yours, and I am giving it back to you at the Memphis Coliseum. That's right, I'm going to give it back to you on August the 28th. And Corey Mack, help is on the way. Help is on the way. I think I've heard that somewhere before. God bless. Here we go. Watch this one now. I look through my good eye and I see my lovely wife and family. And I look through my bad eye and I see an ugly yellow haze. I look through my good eye at my lovely dog and I see the dog. I look through my right eye and I see old Yeller and he's a goddamn Jack Russell. <laughs> Lawler, come closer. Come closer, Jerry. I want you to see the hate in my face. <laughs> I love Terry. <laughs> Don't it Jerry. away. <laughs> so fucking great. <laughs> That's the thing about Memphis. At least it looked like they were always having fun. Do you see that hate, Lawler? <laughs> Do you see that hate? <laughs> He's nuts. <laughs> tonight at the Mid-South Coliseum. I'll be in the ring with you, Lawler. We're gonna have some finality to this. We're gonna have some closing. We're gonna close it out, Lawler. And I don't mind if I die closing it out. <laughs> 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 and then you hear Terry laugh in the back is the best. Uh, I that's love right, Terry. Jerry. She looks like she has fun on the seesaw. Anyways, <laughs> that's that's the thing about Terry Funk, man. Terry was the best. Uh, and now I get to share the last story. The last time I saw him, uh, he actually was in Atlanta, and this is when I was doing my feud with Landon Hale. And uh, we were at APCW, and he came by just to hang out and watch. And uh, we did our we did what was a career versus career match. And honestly, to this day, I still say that was my best storytelling match I ever did. People really didn't know who was going to win. And we took him on a 34 and a half minute ro roller coaster of emotions. 
And when it was done, Terry Funk's exact words to me were, Take your time. He told me he wishes he was about 20 more years younger because he would have loved to fucking work a program with me. And that was the greatest compliment I got. And, you know, at that point, you know, you guys all knew me at that point. After he said that, that's when, if you noticed, I mean, I dropped another 30 pounds. I was literally in the best shape of my career because I was like, fuck you. We're going to do that. Fuck. We're going to do that story. We're going to do that match. And then the pandemic came and everything got thrown for a loop. And then Terry got sick again. And, you know, some of us knew how sick he was. And some of us, you know, were able to stay in touch with him. And I wasn't one of them, but I knew people who did. And uh, there's a bunch of people who are really, really sad and bummed out tonight because. So. Hulk Hogan's my favorite wrestler of all times. I didn't then you that. have oh, Hulk Hogan's my all-time favorite. That was the guy who got me into the business. Then you got Tommy Dreamer. Then you got Terry Funk. And then you have uh, uh, Kenta Kabashi. That's my five. That five has never changed. never will change. And I think that's four, dude. Who's the fifth? There's... He said Hogan, Hogan Flair, Funk, as, not sorry, not Flair. Hogan, Hogan Funk, Funk, Kabashi, Funk, Dreamer, Kabashi, and Lawler. Oh, and Lawler. Oh, Lawler. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, well, Jerry Lawler. I mean, to me, Jerry Lawler is the greatest. He's the greatest top guy performer. If I ever started a wrestling company, I would want Jerry Lawler because Jerry Lawler knew how to be in the main event, fifty-two weeks a year in one fucking town. That's hard. Run mm. the same town 52 times a year, you're going to have up and downs. But when Lawler was on fire, Lawler, it didn't matter if the opponent was good or not, Lawler made people good. And Lawler just was an amazing star. Jerry Lawler always, to me, was just the greatest guy. If I could have a Jerry Lawler, I could I could run a weekly show and I would be fine. Um to when do he, that, when he, would, when he would drop that shoulder, when he dropped that shoulder strap in Memphis, everybody would blow the, the every, the entire crowd would go crazy because he because they knew it was about to happen. I was he on was the other side of that. Ass. I was on the other side of that, and it was fucking amazing the reaction. Literally, he just went boom, and he slowly went like this, and then just dropped quick, and you just saw the crowd go. Whoa! <laughs> 5,000 people in that 10,000 seed Coliseum, but I swear to God, that was the loudest thing I ever heard in my life was when he finally dropped that fucking strap and then started hitting me with the punches. It was amazing. And then when he lifted me for the pile driver, fuck, just the everybody doing that at once. It, unbelievable. Jerry Lawler said the greatest, and I think Jerry Lawler's legitimately the greatest professional wrestler of all times, meaning like can carry a, a territory week for week in the same town, which is incredibly hard. It's a little bit easier in the WWE, AEW, and places like that because every week you're in a different town. So after about two years, someone can get over. It's going to take another five, six, seven years before they lose that heat. Um, Jerry Lawler flat, has flat out said, and there was this really cool tribute the WWE did today, 
And Jerry and Jerry Lawler even said Terry Funk's the greatest professional wrestler of all times. And you know, that's you can't deny it. You know, you can't deny that. And I mean, Terry Funk worked everywhere, legitimately everywhere. All Japan, New Japan, FMW, IWA, WWF, WWF, NWA, St. Louis. Big time wrestling in Detroit. Big time in Detroit, Calgary, Puerto Rico. um, Florida, Georgia. Florida, Georgia, everywhere. Terry Funk worked everywhere on top as the top heel. And at a time when Harley Race and Jack Briscoe and fuck it, when Dory, Jack, Harley, you know, gods in this wrestling business, Jack Briscoe, Harley Race, um, Dory Funk Jr. were trading that NWA heavyweight title back and forth. Terry got a year-long run with that belt. And... Terry was a hell of an NWA champion as the NWA world heavyweight champion had a hell of a run. And then you got to look at how many guys would say they've had a 50 year career. Not a many. 50 year in, in a 50 year in ring career where they wrestled matches to the end. There's not a lot of people like that. And then on top of that, how many guys can you say, you, you know, 55, 60 years old, still wrestling on pay-per-view. Not many. I mean, I remember when the Hardcore Homecoming uh, uh, documentary, Forever Hardcore, came out. And it's funny because, like, you know, you heard some of the guys from ECW say, you know, complimentary things towards a few guys. Others like Taz, although I love Taz and thought he was great in ECW, you know, they were saying, you know, he, he, he thought too highly of his gimmick and whatever. They're allowed to think that because they were there with him. None of them had a bad thing to say about Terry Funk. He gave None back to everybody. Yeah. Well, that, and that's, what, know, and that's you, what I was saying. Like, you know, yeah. when you brought up all those names, all those people had their territory except for yeah. Terry Funk. You know, Terry, Terry yeah, I mean, every, every, you know, you had Harley who was in St. Louis. You had freaking, yeah. you had Dusty in Florida. You had, you had Lawler in Memphis. You had Flair in Mid South and uh, Mid Atlantic. You know, yeah. And he would Briscoes. go everywhere and do and uh, Briscoe. I mean, I, for, I forget exactly where the Briscoes were, but uh, Georgia. Sure, Georgia. Who were uh, and she? Go ahead. And, and she can Detroit and all that. And yep. he would go everywhere and be the heel, and then he would move on. So he was never in one spot, but he was everywhere. So every, yeah. you, know, you might not have seen Terry Funk, but everyone knew who Terry Funk was. Who did he wrestle in New York? Terry Funk. Yeah. Did he ever wrestle Bruno? He came in to, okay, so the WWWF run, him and Dory were brought in at that time to wrestle in the 70s with Tony Gurria and Ricky Martel. When Rick, when Rick Martel and Tony Gurria were the tag team champions, the Funks were brought in to do a couple of cards, a couple garden cards with them. And, and then, then he when a, he came back the se- second time was after he had a singles Jr. run in the 80s, right? Yeah. He technically was supposed to have a tag team run, and he there was the Funk family, so it was supposed to be it was Terry Funk, Dory Funk Jr., who was now called Haas Funk, and then Sandy Barr, who they called Jimmy Jack Funk. And Jimmy Jack Funk used to wear like a, a Lone Ranger mask with two stars on the side. I remember that. So 
Jesse Barr is the reason why the Rockers got fired after their first night in the company. He was the one who started the whole thing, wanting to see how hard they could party and everything like that. Um, oh, boy. And I know that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know that. You heard Marty tell the story. <laughs> and I know that story. Yeah. So They, um, they did cover um, that on Dark Side of the Ring, by the way. No, no, they did not. No, they did not. <laughs> not no, the they did not. No, they did not. You need to get Marty with a plate of spaghetti in front of him to actually hear the real, the true, yes. the real side of the story. I think I want to yes. be kept far away from Mr. Janetti. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh, it's, that's, it's that's, the best. James thoroughly enjoyed his time being the handler for me and Marty Janetti at the same time. Mean and, Metal Mike says uh, Mick Foley was Funk's best rival. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Okay, yeah. from my childhood in Japan, they were awesome. So from my from my childhood, I would say yes. Meaning, like my teenage years when I was starting to come out of the innocence of pro wrestling, and I was starting to become a teenager and wanting something a little more dark and heavy. The Funk Cactus Funk Foley Funk Mankind storyline arc is amazing when you look at it through every company it's been through. Because it started in IWA Japan uh, with the King of the Death match tournament. And then after that, you know, they had a couple more big matches. And one of them, finally, Terry Funk, just him and Cactus are crawling and they shake hands. To then Cactus Jacks, the babyface in ECW. And uh, they do, it's called the Funk in a Box Angle. So they had the Sandman uh, hiding in a box after DC Drake has to wrestle Cactus Jack. Uh, I like they have this box. DC Drake comes out of then they knock Sandman into that box. Cactus goes to grab Sandman from the box. You see the, the cover. So all you see is his is Sean Kemp's and his USA flag fucking um Dubas. Dubas. Dubas's. And then he pulls and then Cactus has the kendo stick and he pulls the, the drape over the off the head and it's Terry Funk dressed just like the Sandman that night. Um, and it was one of the loudest pops ever was that the return of the Funker to then when Cactus turns heel and turns on Tommy Dreamer. So Terry Funk comes back in and they have that infamous, you know, that promo where Cactus is fighting Tommy and Terry's trying to egg Cactus back in the ring. Just yelling, your mother is a whore. Dewey's a whore. Just going off, which then led to that really great tag team uh, November to remember main no. event. What was the lie that actually set off Cactus Shack? Eric Bischoff's an asshole, and then he went yes. a beeline yeah. towards Terry. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's the best, you know. And then you look past that, and then you look, you know, it's just, and it was always a great feud. Even they, they revisited it a little bit in the WWE. Um, I loved all that. I think Funk and Dusty were always some great matches, too, to see. Those Funk uh, funk and uh, Dusty matches in Florida were great. Funk Lawler goes without saying. Uh, funk Lawler had so much heat, they were able to present the worst match in wrestling history, that empty arena match, which is terrible. But the heat was so white hot, people demanded to see the fucking footage. And before everybody could see it, it had such folklore as being like one of the greatest angles of all times. Um, Funk and Gilbert in the early ECW days was amazing. Um, 
you know, Funk's done a lot of great stuff. And to his credit, uh, in the dying days of the original Major League Wrestling, you know, he was really trying to put Steve Carino over, too. Oh, absolutely. He was trying to do everything he could with that. And, you know, Major League Wrestling had a chance a few times, but, you know, it is what it is. And well, they're Terry... doing well now. Okay, anyway. never mind. Forget I mentioned that. <laughs> they still owe me money. They still owe me money from the second show. I've never been paid for that match I had with uh, Steve Doctor Death Williams and uh, James Bronson. Mm. So I don't care. I'll say it publicly. What are they going to do? Not book me. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with I, your I was, antitrust I, lawsuit court. I was. Uh, we, we got deep south wrestling now. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I always brought up the the I love his match with Stan Hansen in Japan. Oh, where, the old where Japan he's, stuff. Yeah, where, where, where he's where he's doing the where he gets to actually play the smaller baby face against the bigger heel, and it's so amazing to watch him do that. If you want to see Terry Funk's greatest baby face sell job, you have to watch the World Tag League 1978. It's the Funk and Funks versus Abby and the Sheik. And it is, it's the end of the tag team carnival. And they have this amazing match with all the drama. Abby's got like a pick to scrape plaque with and he's stabbing it in Terry's arm and Terry's bleeding from the arm. And it's just amazing. I'll send it to you. It's great. And then, you know, you watch... You know, even in, in uh, Impact, when Terry came into Impact in the early days, you know, he came in to work with Raven and Punk and all them, and he was still trying his damnedest and putting on some great work there, too. So, you know, Terry's just one of those guys. And, uh, you know, you're not going to find – even his last match against Tommy Dreamer for uh, uh, All Wrestling Entertainment, whatever it was called, in Virginia, they still had a fun one there where – they did Tommy Dreamer versus Terry Funk, and that was the last match, like, on a major stage Terry did. And uh, I actually stole this, and I did it at a PCW show one time. The match starts. Terry's like, I don't want to fight you no more, Dreamer. I love you. I love you too much. I love you like a son. And I'm old, and I'm just – I'm tired of fighting. And, and I just want to hug you right now, and I want us to pray. And so he's like, come here, put your head down. Referee, put your head down. And he starts saying this prayer. And then at the end he goes, and God, please remember, remember. Oh, God, remember. Sometimes you're just a miserable old bastard like me. And it Tommy with the fucking microphone. And I <laughs> died of laughter. And they can start, the match goes from there. It was tremendous. Hey, I got to take this call. Hold on, guys. You guys talk. Now we're gonna end the show. It's it's yeah, we'll, we'll end this. This is this was fun. That was that's one of the best ways to end Terry Funk with the classic Terry Funkism. Yeah, I think <laughs> so too. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us. Um, I had a lot of fun talking about Terry Funk. We didn't do any music, but we'll do that next week. Yeah, we always got next week. We don't we'll you know this is this is always fun to do. I think yes, our 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 three least favorite debut albums. I picked eleven, so I have to cut it down. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll make a maybe we'll make it like five or something. Because I, I oh oh, oh shocking! I'm gonna choose Killers for one of them. Wait 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 wait. You probably what's, won't even be different? here. Uh, what's the what, what's the question? 
Three uh, worst no, debut albums. Least favorite uh, or, or the worst debut albums. The worst debut albums for bands that like were good. No, in, it, in general. In general. Oh, that's real simple. Uh, I'm gonna go Sugar Ray. So, no, what? I like Lemonaded Brownies. That's the only album I like from them. No, that's the Shrinky Dinks. I'm talking about Sugar Ray, fifteen uh, forty nine, uh, forty five. That's their second uh, album. <laughs> yes, the second album. Okay, debut albums. That's real simple. Actually, no, that's uh, the third album, and I actually like we'll, that album. We'll go Constantinople by Phoenix Rain. That's, that's not a the single. Album. <laughs> it wasn't. There. Well, it wasn't have singles album. back then. Uh, Destination Unknown. Okay, Destination Unknown. Oh, no, okay. Seven Angel. Honestly, um, worse. Oh, they suck. I'm, <laughs> And I'm Project Resurrect. Uh, uh, I was gonna say Project Resurrect is all. So. <laughs> Project yeah. Resurrect, ooh, which you can right. buy at ProjectResurrect.bandcamp.com <laughs> and Seven Angel. Uh, yeah. There uh, it is. And, and I'll be talking about uh, the uh, Ghost of Monomoth concert I went to recently. Yeah, yeah. I, the <laughs> fact that we don't have a, a video of Lou doing the row is a very sad thing. I sent yeah, it to you. You did not send off. anything to me. I replied to you on on Facebook. I hey, I had the row. No, I, where's my row video to see? I, I sent you videos of me in my underwear moshing a King Diamond. Well, Merciful Fate, excuse me. One even better. I'm doing that at Merciful Fate. It's you true. He did take his pants of off at the Merciful Fate concert. <laughs> I was in my underwear moshing. What you song this, was it? Louis? You need you know, to send like, me that video. I could I could put that on the King Diamond podcast. Yes, you should. I'm going to get King Diamond as the guest one of these days for you. Yeah. I'll make it happen. Good luck. All right, go you pump see, your gas. I'm not pumping gas. I'm going to get cigarettes, but I can still talk to you while I walk into the no, store. We're, we're wrapping the show up, Eric. We're leaving. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> we're leaving. Guys. Have a good night, Eric. Guys. Thanks for coming on. Uh, Great to everybody, be on. Everybody uh, hit subscribe. September 9th. September 9th, DSW. Grand Prix, go to Instagram, Facebook, Deep South Wrestling for more information. Fucking, I'm going to lose my ass on this one anyway, so Wayne will start a GoFundMe for me, hopefully, and this time they're going to do like a Jose Aid song <laughs> where we're just going to get a bunch of like dead and bloated musicians to fucking sing a song for me. But love you guys. Mean it. Love See you, you guys later. All I right. think we'll really say we're killing the business. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll see you next week. Hit subscribe. Until then, see you later, you egg-sucking dogs. Demoni. I love that jackass. Jerry Lawler's a baby. I can't say it. A baby banger. Your mother's a whore. Your mother's a whore. (laughs) Your son's a whore. Your son's a whore. You New York City fans think you're so funny (laughs) with your New York Mets. (laughs) 